There's something been curious about this broadcast. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, and we have main engine start. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and liftoff. This is TGP nominal. Extra. All systems remain nominal. 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 Hello everybody and welcome to TGP Nominal Extra. Thank you for taking time out to listen to this podcast during this difficult time and I hope that you and your loved ones are managing to live your lives as normal as possible under the circumstances. We're going to try and get out as many episodes of the podcast as we can during the social distancing isolation period but it might be a little bit sporadic. We were hoping to bring you the highlights from John Berger's PAX East trip for the main episode this month but unfortunately that isn't going to happen. But we are going to be bringing that to you at a later date. So what I've decided to do for this episode of TGP Nominal Extra is bring you some content that was left over from last month's main show. You might remember that John found an article about a binary star system called TOI1338. Well, a binary star system is a planet or an exoplanet that has two stars, just like Tatooine in the Star Wars movies. Well... As you can probably guess, this led John and I to talk a bit about Star Wars. Now, when I say a bit about Star Wars, it was the best part of half an hour, and it kind of changed the whole flow and feel of the episode, so I decided to take that section of the chat out of the show and use it as backup content for a later date. One thing I will say to you is, if you haven't seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, there may be some spoilers in this episode, as it was the first opportunity for John and I to catch up about the movie since it was released. So I'm going to take a short break, and when we come back, let's go to a galaxy far, far away. Hi, uh, I'm Chris Hadfield. I've, I've spent a little time self-isolating on board a spaceship. How are you doing with self-isolation? You know, it's an extremely dangerous environment up on board the space station, and yet we find a way to thrive and be productive that far away from our normal lives. We do it through four different things. Number one, understand the actual risk. Don't just be afraid of things. Go to a credible source and find out what is truly the risk that you're facing right now. You, your, your family, your friends, the people that you care about. And then, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your objectives? You know, what's your mission for right now? Make that clear for this week, for, for the next month. What do you want to get done? Then look at your constraints. Who's telling you what you need to do? What financial resources do you have? What are your obligations? But once you understand the risk, and your mission, your sense of purpose, and your obligations, then take action. Start doing things. They don't have to be the things that you always did before. Take care of family, start a new project, learn to play guitar, study another language, read a book, write, create. It's a chance to do something different that you've maybe not done before. And then repeat. And of course, if... Uh, if you think you've been exposed to COVID, then, you know, if you've gotten closer than a couple arms length to people, then then self-isolate. And and if you have any symptoms, you know, a, a sore throat or, or a fever or a cough, then consult a physician. But there's never been a better time to self-isolate. So many people have access to the internet that, that 
you have the entire written work of everything, all the body of knowledge right there at your fingertips. So take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Take care of your spaceship. And I wish everybody happy landings. This is TGP Nominal. I hated The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I gathered that. It was really weird the way you went about that because you were going, oh, okay, yeah, all right, might be okay, some kind of popcorn flick. And then <laughs> within about three days, you changed from, yeah, okay, to, nope, I really hate this. Yeah. The more I thought about it, the angrier I got. I, I walked out of the theater angry as it was. I hated the movie right there. Not because of the, the movie itself. I assume you've seen it. I have. There are 50 bazillion plot holes and things that simply do not make sense in that movie. You see, the way I figure on those, when there are plot holes in these movies now, I assume that these gaps are going to be filled by books and comic books. Yeah, but there were too many leaps of logic on this one. Like, I'm sorry, an ancient Sith dagger that is only useful if you stand in a very specific spot that's not located and you overlook what's left of a space station that was destroyed 30 years ago. But it's an ancient Sith weapon. What? You know, just little stuff like that. Just throughout the movie, I'm thinking, you gotta be kidding me. Really? And, and then when they announced Ray's parentage, I, Faith and I, my, my wife, we, we went to see it together. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, oh. We did say on the show that when Kylo Ren announced that you are nobody, you are right. from nothing, yeah. that we said, yeah, he's only bluffing to get yeah. a reaction out of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were right, but I didn't think it was going to go to that extent. Okay, we'll just call spoiler alert you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. which I doubt if there's anybody who hasn't seen it by now. Yeah, I mean, how can we have had him around for a while and not known that he had bad offspring? Yeah, I mean, there, there's that, and uh, there's the whole, there's only one of two of these things that could get you to this secret location where you could find Palpatine, and, you know, one of them gets destroyed, so now there's this whole MacGuffin about how to get there. But then you get there... And there's hundreds of Star Destroyers, each one with thousands of people on the crew. But yet you need this magical device to plug in your navigation systems to find it. What? Oh, and the Star Destroyers cannot leave the planet's surface because they need to have a navigational beacon on the surface to tell them which way is up. I'm like... What? What? It, it, the, oh... I walked out of there so angry. If it, if this was, this was kind of along the lines of The Force Awakens, except I knew The Force Awakens was going to be nothing more than a popcorn flick. I knew that, and then I figured, okay, well, we've got two more movies to flesh it all out. But I guess as a popcorn movie, it does well. I thought the action was well-paced. Yeah, it, it, for the, the length of the movie, I was quite impressed with how, how quick... 
that they actually what well, they went through that. Yeah. Um, there were parts of it I loved. I loved the fact that Chewie eventually got his medal. There were lots of bits like that that I I liked. Palpatine having offspring. I'm thinking to myself, hang on a minute. This would have been after that he'd been deformed and everything else. Right. Who in their right mind would want to be with him? Yeah. Unless he had some kind of concubine. Even stuff that other people were criticizing, I was like, well, no, that's actually not too bad. Like the whole thing with force healing. I was like, well, no, actually, that's actually part of Star Wars canon. It's just yeah. it's not very well known. So even the force healing thing, that didn't bother me because I knew that existed beforehand. There was characters that I thought were brought in for no apparent reason apart from merchandising. Yeah. Um, that little droid, that Dio droid really curious about that woman that they found um well the one from Poe's past yeah that's the one yeah 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 I was like oh this is interesting but they never resolved that as you say that's probably going to be a comics thing mm-hmm. you know and and the whole thing about C-3PO can translate millions of, of forms of communication oh but not Sith he's been programmed to not do that what it, it's just so infuriating but I mean, as a popcorn flick, fine, whatever. But as the conclusion to a 42-year saga, the movie's an outrage. It did nothing to conclude it. You know, and then the very last scene on Tatooine, where they're making it sound like Luke and Leia had come home. Uh, the only time Leia was on Tatooine was as a slave to Jabba. Why would she want to come home to that? Really? That was Luke's home. It might have been Luke's home, but he was trying to get off it. That's true. He hated that place. Oh, God, I was so angry when I left the theater. And the more I thought about it, the angrier I got. Some some of the theories that I'd heard from different people before I saw the film of what might it be about, and this, that, and the other. And some of it was a bit far-fetched by saying things like that Ray might actually be Shmi. Skywalker and, and it's some kind of time paradox thing and I was like really? <laughs> I mean I'm not going to deny that I was worried that she was going to be a Skywalker I mean by blood in one way or another not that that would have made a lot of sense but uh, as much as I really didn't like The Last Jedi one of the things that you have to give Ryan Johnson credit for was that he tried to say you don't have to be of a particular bloodline to be a Jedi, which opened up so many possibilities for what this last movie could have been. Even that last scene where that little slave boy pulls a broom to him through the Force. Yeah. That right there could have meant so many opportunities for this last movie. And then J.J. Abrams went right back to... Mm, nope, it's back to lineage. What? Really? Oh, and then Kylo's conversion. What the hell was that about? Mm, and the, the the kiss. That really, uh, yeah, that, that shouldn't have happened. But that didn't bother me, but... To me, my first thoughts of coming out of there was that, to me, felt like Return of the Jedi. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. You heard my episode after that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Was, that, that whole movie was copy-paste from the other movies. Oh, my God, it was such an awful movie. Uh, again, in the context of as a conclusion to a 42-year beloved franchise. Mm-hmm. I will buy the disc again when it's available just because I'm a completionist. I- I've got all of the other Star Wars movies on disc. 
and I will buy this one for completion purposes. I will never voluntarily watch it again. I know they're putting a hold on movies at the moment. I do, however, want them to carry on that solo saga because I enjoyed it. It so did I. It needs a sequel because it ended in a way that says there needs to be a sequel. I don't think so. You know, that that actually filled in some gaps that I didn't think it was going to fill in. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed Solo. I think that's I highly did. underrated. I mean, I loved the whole thing about Mud Troopers and all that kind of stuff. I loved all that. It's fantastic for cosplayers because it, it brings in so sure. many more costumes that people can make. The whole Castle Run thing and everything. I, I, I will give him credit. He did the best with what he could. Mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still not. I'm still not like. Uh, okay, I guess I'll buy it. But you can only do so much. And the weird thing about this whole the whole Star Wars movie thing is that of the new batch, the two films that stood out from the rest weren't actually proper Star Wars movies. They were spin-off Star Wars movies. Solo and Rogue One. Rogue One was so good. Oh my god, I loved Rogue One. So good. As long as you go into it knowing that it's a war film. If yeah. you don't go into it with that mentality, you're probably going to be like, oh, that was dark. Well, yeah, true. But it was a war film, and as long as you know that, you have a new appreciation for it. I mean, but I think now that Disney are concentrating on the TV shows now, they've proved it with The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Is that available over there yet? No. I don't think so. Doesn't come out, but okay. Yeah, Disney Plus doesn't come out to the 24th of March. Well, you know, there are other ways to get content. Uh, Hence why I know what it's all about. Um, Yep. (laughs) Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of TGP Nominal on its infinite mission to explore space, science, and technology news. To explore the world of sci-fi, comic-cons, and gaming. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. I uh, really had to uh, do my uh, Jack Sparrow impression. Arr, matey. Whilst that <laughs> came out, because there were too many podcasts out there, Star Wars related podcasts, that were not embracing the people that will not be able to watch any of these things until spring. Yeah. Our friends at Star Wars Underworld, they actually approached me and said, Look, don't worry about it with us. <laughs> we are doing two separate podcasts. We are doing one that solely is all about the Mandalorian so you don't have to listen to that you can listen to our normal show and you will not get affected by it (laughs) which I thought was quite nice of them to actually do that but even at that I'm sorry you cannot be on the internet anymore and have not heard of Baby Yoda yeah I mean yes I know Baby Yoda is going to be there for, for merchandising guaranteed but it was a very nice way that they wrote it into the storyline yeah and you know, it's got people guessing, yeah, all kinds of things. I mean, obviously, it's not Baby Yoda. Well, no, but you know, 
but because we still don't know what race Yoda actually is. No, we don't. No, we've only ever seen <laughs> a member of his before Baby Yoda. We've only seen a member of his race once before, and that was a female from the prequel, I think. Yeah, that was Yaddle. Yeah. yeah. John Favreau understands Star Wars. Well, you see, he does, but you've also got Dave Fellini involved yep. as well, and he is just. I, I want him to to write and direct a Star Wars movie. Well, actually, um, one thing people might not know is that Taika Waititi, who did the, oh shoot, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. uh, his most recent one is Jojo Rabbit, he directed the last episode of this first season, sorry, series for you folks, and uh, there's, that because that was so well-received, there's a lot of talk going out there about how he's being approached to do his own Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But Dave, Dave Fellini is just... Uh, he, he just eats, sleeps, and breathes Star Wars, yep. basically. <laughs> and obviously, he's, you've got the, the Clone Wars coming back, mm-hmm. the, the cartoon series, which I did miss. Because um, he, he did that, he did Rebels, and he also did Star Wars Resistance, which has been getting a bit of a mixed bag of critique, shall we say. Yeah. A lot of people saying, you yeah, know, it's not as powerful as some of the others. It is aimed at a younger audience. That's what you got to remember. Mm. I enjoy it. I'm still getting through it now. Don't underestimate the, the, the power of animation. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. And there are some ways it tells a story better than live action could. Well, yeah, because you don't have to go out there with all the special effects to get well, things to work. It, I mean, not even that, but it just, again, there, there are ways to do it that make it feel more, I don't know, approachable. Yeah. Going back to The Rise of Skywalker. Must we? <laughs> now, there's a friend of the show, Pavo, who. Uh, was on the show in January on TGP Nominal Extra. He he's just had his 50th birthday, and for his birthday he went out to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, nice! And um, it was a, a emotional roller coaster for him. Um, his family had their phone cameras out every opportunity they could to get his reaction on things because they knew that any moment now he's going to start crying right and all this kind of <laughs> stuff so they were filming it and putting it on facebook and uh, <laughs> and he had a whale of a time he bought he bought five lightsabers while he was out there. oh my god and you know you're going to pay premium out there for them Strangely, the ones, you know, the top of the range ones you can buy just from different manufacturers. Right. The, the ones at Disney parks were actually cheaper. Really? Than those, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And the that's fact surprising. that you've made them yourself, some of them. Well, okay, well, that's cool. But uh, the, the, the good thing about it is that the, the, the replicas that they sell in, in Disney World or Disneyland, so you can get your, your Vader replica or whatever, you can take the crystal out of the one that you've made yourself and it will fit into the replica and the blade will be exactly the same color as the crystal from your, the one that you created. Okay, that's cool. And, and yes, Disneyland is California, Disney World is Florida. Yeah, I'll, I'm just saying because both of them have Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So, although they're slightly different, they're not quite the same as each other yeah. from what I've been seeing. Everyone that I hear talks about the one in California. 
But as I say, Pavo went to Galaxy's Edge for his 50th birthday, and um, he is probably one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. And he came out of The Rise of Skywalker actually questioning his fandom. Ooh. Almost like questioning your religion, you know. It was... uh, yeah, now, is it just a movie that I've been to see you know, for all these years? You know, I've looked at it more than just a movie over the years. It's something I've grew up with. It's part of my life. And is it just a movie? That's the way he was looking at it. And I thought, wow, that's really hurt you. Wow. Well, that's the problem. Rise of Skywalker was 100% fan service. That's all he wanted to do was try to do stuff that he thought would please the fans. Um, and yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people out there who loved it, and they went to see it three, four, five times. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Do you care that little about the storyline? I didn't mind it, but uh, you know, I will look at things critically. I will, you know, I will always say, oh, this wasn't right, that wasn't right. But there sure. were aspects of it I liked. But then I've been hearing the the other version of it that should have been made. The, the script got link, leaked and, and things and uh, there were aspects of that that they could have put in the version that did get released and it would have been a fantastic movie but I think you could say that about everything though because we've always been saying well why did they make these versions anyway why didn't they keep it to the, the Timothy Zahn trilogy oh my god a Thrawn trilogy would have been amazing I also questioned, like, wow, why? Do we really need this to be in the exact same storyline, really? With all of the, the entire galaxy available, all these creatures and races and, and people and stories that are out there that would have touched on things here and there that we know, fine, enough to keep the fans connected. Did we really, really need to go down yet another Skywalker trilogy? It just... Yeah, I will admit that turned me off, too, when I first heard about it. But I think the real problem was that, as much as people might bash the prequels, George Lucas had a singular vision. He knew what all three of those movies are going to be going in. He knew what the storyline was. He knew how the first scene of the first movie was going to be. He knew what the very last scene of the third movie was going to be. And he at least had that vision. But with this last trilogy, it was kind of like, eh, do whatever you want. I think there was too many people involved, each having their own opinion on how it should be, and there was conflict. And I think if they'd had a timeline from start to finish and that they knew what they had to do with it, Mm -hmm. and all you had to do was beef out that timeline, I think they would have succeeded. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even if each director put their own little spin on it, which they always have done. Yeah, sure, and that's fine. I mean, you, you look how different the first three, I don't mean the prequels, the first three right. of the originals were the, the original Star Wars, had a different feel to Empires, had a different mm-hmm. feel to Jedi. Jedi was a bit too cutesy for my liking. And I think everybody, well, most people that I know always say that uh, Empires is probably their favourite Star Wars. Yeah. Because it was made for a more adult audience, I think. Yeah. Irvin Kershner. Mm. He was even approached to possibly do one of the uh, sequel movies, but Mm -hmm. obviously he died before there was a chance to do that. That would have been an interesting take, I think. Yeah, I would have definitely been interested in seeing that. Empires had everything in it that you need from those kind of movies. I mean, granted, 
and a lot of people and I don't understand why people complained about this that it didn't end of course it didn't end we know it wasn't going to end because it needed to go into the next yeah it wasn't movie. supposed to end it was meant to be the <laughs> part of a trilogy whatever <laughs> I, I don't get that one but people were complaining about but I mean you if there is something to complain about somebody will find it guaranteed yeah it's like it's like I remember my my one aunt was complaining about uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie. She's like, because they go to that landscape and it just ends. And I said, well, yeah, it's the first of a trilogy. She's like, it is? Yeah, there are two more movies coming out. She didn't know. So, you know, I mean, I guess I can't understand with people complaining about, you know, back in 1980, about why did this movie just end? What's going on? Well, there's another one coming out. But I, I do get that. But artistically, I mean... Empires just had this feel about it. It just looked beautiful. Yep. And once again, with okay, they had a bit more budget than they had for the original, but it's still pretty much a budget. Yeah. And you know, still again, the stories that you hear about filming, the Hoth scenes where mm-hmm. um, Luke has gone out on his own and he's seeing the visions of, of Ben Kenobi, yep. and the, the the rest of the crew were standing in a doorway of a hotel watching him struggle to get through the snow. Yep. And they said, yeah, "We're all right. We're in the warm. We can see what's <laughs> going on." <laughs> Wasn't it filmed in Norway or Finland? Yeah. Yeah, Norway. It was Norway? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd love one of the jackets. They had these Parker jackets with um, Empire Strikes Back Norway unit on them. I'd really love to get one of those. Good luck. (laughs) Learn how to sew, make your own. Yeah. There's plenty of um, reference material. Yeah. So it's possible. Uh, That's the kind of thing Liz is good at. So. uh... (laughs) Very true, very true. But, uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, on my scope. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of TGP Nominal Extra. I hope that you enjoyed the transatlantic banter between John Berger and myself. Hopefully, the next episode of TGP Nominal will be our Yuri's Night special. One last thing before I sign off. You might remember that I mentioned Field of Force Day Aylesbury, which was an event that I was part of the organising team. Well, unfortunately, because of the coronavirus, we've had to postpone the event until later on in the year. Hopefully, this will be October. So look out for updates on our social media outlets. Well, that leaves me one thing left to say, and that is thanks for listening, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all again real soon well that about wraps it up for this episode of TGP Nominal if you want to get in touch with us then send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com where your input is our output or click the social media icons at the top left of the page over at tgpnominal.weebly.com 
If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and also Stitcher and TuneIn On Demand Radio. And you can listen to me going solo, bringing you the latest in movies and home theater for regular people in the Widescreen podcast over at widescreen.org. Don't forget to rate and review us. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages. And don't forget to spread the word about us. Station, this is Houston ACR. Thank you. That concludes the event. 